The KGEZ Good Morning Show with Robin Mitchell and John Hendricks. And joining us is a Plathead City, or actually our Kalispell City Council member and uh, the state chair of the Libertarian Party. We have uh, Sid Dowd with us. Good morning, Sid. Good morning, Sid. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on again, John and Robin. And so the, your senatorial campaign just got a little bit more complicated with uh, Matt Rosendale diving in. It did. There is a oh, just so much stuff going on, uh, and it's all on the Republican side. Um, <clears throat> I think this is going to be um, a very costly and uh, very... Um, very contested primary for them. Are you still going to be in the race for the general election? Uh, well, uh, I'm still waiting to see if I have a primary challenger. So um, <clears throat> I'll have to wait until I think it's March 15th or 16th, whatever the end of filing is. So I won't know until then. Um, and if so, I'll fight a hard primary battle and then, um, you know, uh, I, I foresee that um, unless libertarians in Montana lose their minds, um, <laughs> I'll move on to the general. <laughs> All <laughs> okay. right. But the, the idea, I, I, I guess my question here is, is that uh, are you prepared for uh, the fight that's going to happen in the general election? Oh, totally, yes. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of stuff to say about that. I don't know if this is the appropriate time, but, you know, um, uh I guess I can throw this out there, and this is something I really, really believe in my heart. Um, it's unique for me to have more government and elected official experience in it than a major opponent in my race. Um, and I find that a unique position to be in. I, I kind of like it. I have a, you know, I have a voting record that I can point back to that is extremely liberty based, and uh, you know. <laughs> at the cost of voting against the council quite a few times, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the thing that really is um, weighing on my mind is we cannot afford to send another establishment Republican to, to, the, to the Senate. Um, the, you know, Tim Sheehy has been, um, a, you know, Recruited and um, pushed forward by uh, Steve Daines. He looks to Daines as kind of a mentor, and we don't have any reason to believe that he's going to vote any differently. And uh, <clears throat> Steve Daines has a freedom rating of 60, I believe, which is barely above uh, what Democrats get. So um, when, when you're looking at, uh, you know, moving this country forward, being fiscally responsible and things like that, I don't think that we can trust him to do that. Um, now, obviously, Matt Rosendale is somebody that the Libertarian Party um, has been very agreeable with. He's got a 100% freedom rating. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that's what it's basically going to come down to on the Republican side, I hope at least, is people that are supportive of liberty, versus the establishment, and I guess we'll see what happens, but in either case, you're going to have a libertarian that is going to be completely centered on, you know, uh, our national debt, uh, inflation, uh, our costly foreign wars, and our foreign policy, and, you know, uh, I'm going to be a, stab uh, a staple and a, uh, a known quantity through this entire race. 
Now, it's interesting because uh, what you mentioned, I, I knew you had to be uh, mentioning Tim Sheehy. I read that they, what they, one of the things they liked about him, deep pockets, he can be self-funding, and two, he has no voting record. So they look at that as... <laughs> I don't know how that helps him, but yeah. 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 Um, so uh, Steve Baines, who is the head of the NRSC, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, um, came out with in an interview a couple of years ago and basically said that he's targeting people that can self-fund and uh, well, I understand that tactic because they are outraised by the Democrats in every race everywhere. Um, <clears throat> the problem with that is I don't know if that type of person really represents the average Montanan. And I don't know if they, they actually have the same experiences that we do. You know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I don't have a blue collar job, but I, I grew up blue collar. I, uh, you know, I live amongst, um, younger families and hardworking people. And, um, you know, I, I would give myself the edge there as far as being able to represent an average Montana. Born and raised in Montana, in Great Falls, uh, you know, was in the Army for a long time, came back and now live in Kalispell. Um, you know, I think that gives me an advantage in one way, but, uh, history has shown that Montanans don't really care as much about where you came from. They care more about why you're here. Uh, Sid, I want to just uh, step back a pace here and take you back to uh, your role on the Kalispell City Council. Uh, sure. Because you bring up an interesting point here that they're tussling with now in Whitefish. Uh, Whitefish is the only city in Flathead County that does not pay its elected officials one dime. Uh, you on the Kalispell Council, gets, um, you get a modest stipend and um, a modest amount of pay, 5000 a year, which you know certainly doesn't uh, pay for all the work you put in. But in Whitefish, they're, try- they're saying, look, all we get are people who are retired or people who are um, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs who can step away from their business and do this work. Um, how do you feel about that as a libertarian? You know, uh, um, I think that's great. I mean, uh, the uh, you you mentioned it the the five thousand that we get here on on the Kalispell Council a, a year um, basically equates to about two hundred bucks every two weeks. I think something like that. Um, I would make much more, you know, working a minimum wage job somewhere for the same amount of hours. Uh, and I'm not complaining about the pay at all. I'm basically saying that this is a service to the community. This is something that uh, I highly believe in. I would be on the council if we didn't make any money. In fact, I would be happy if we reduced our paycheck to zero uh, because there are other perks that come with it, like, you know, you get uh, the um, the city life insurance, I mean, uh, medical insurance, stuff like that, which I don't actually use. But when you go look at uh, Whitefish, um, I would disagree that that's the only people that they get on council. They they get um, that, uh, it just seems like there's a lot of people on the council there that actually you know have the extra time to do things like that. And one of the things that may come into play here is let's say that you're a young working adult um, single parent um, that couple hundred bucks a week might actually pay for 
you know, childcare during your council sessions or whatever. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things to think about there, but, um, I don't think that, that that's bad. There's a handful of cities around the, around the state that, um, that don't pay their, um, their council at all. And that's, that's great. I mean, I, I like that, uh, I like that plan, but, you know, I'm also thinking about people that, uh, uh, are, taking a hit financially maybe to be able to be on council and in that little modest stipend that we get might be enough to, um, like I said, pay for their child care or whatever. Well, you make that point, and that's a good point because one of the things that they want to do in Whitefish is get more people involved, uh, more people who uh, are working class people, and I'm not even sure I like to use that term anymore, but uh, and also women. Uh, let's face it, women, uh, younger women who have children, uh, uh, they've got to provide for their child care when they're doing city business, even just the, the meetings twice a month. So, uh, you know, making it possible for more people who are regular people in, our, in, our, uh, in Montana uh, to ascend to these positions of responsibility, that seems to me to be a positive idea that you are espousing as a libertarian. Yeah, you know, um, there, there's something else here that we didn't talk about is that, you know, some of these things can be taken care of in more of a community-centric way. We've lost some generational either knowledge or um, uh, impetus to do things like have um, volunteers and uh, parents group together and, and care for each other's children. I mean, the, the, if you think about the cost of child care for a working person, let's say a full-time working person, it's just astronomical today. And um, I think we need more co-ops of parents and stuff like that to uh, solve this problem. I do not believe that, um, it, you know, I, I don't believe that the only way out of this is to pay somebody to watch your, your child. I think that, you know, there's other solutions. And, uh, you know, another big part of that is, some of the regulations around child care are uh, very oppressive, um, and they don't seem to have stopped the problems that we see at child care uh, places. I, I think that there's a false um, sense of security when somebody has a background check or whatever, but, you know, that's a whole different can of worms. Yeah. Let's move on to some of the uh, things that you would deal with uh, uh, statewide now as a libertarian, the head of the party. You want to get some people elected. Uh, where do you think you got the best chance of getting somebody into the legislature? So, you know, I really like Tony Rosales out of Great Falls. Um, he's young. He is good looking. He's articulate. He's smart. And he is a diehard libertarian. Um, I think that uh, there's a little bit of an uphill battle in Great Falls uh, for a libertarian because they're very establishment, both on the Democratic uh, Democrat and the uh, Republican side. But um, what, a, what a good good egg. Um, he's, he is uh, somebody that I really see as one of the bright spots in our future. Are you looking to get libertarians into uh, these offices uh, to tip the scales, so to speak, against uh, Democrat and Republican-only uh, candidates, I mean, I should say votes, as opposed to just getting libertarian points of view out there on the uh, on the floor? Well, you know, all of the above. So there's something extremely unique about have a lib having a, a third party or a libertarian specifically 
in a race, especially a three-way race, if you have uh, both big parties and the libertarian, all of a sudden, the Republicans and the Democrats have to stand for something. They're not used to that. They're not used to having a platform anymore. All They're used to the pointing the finger across the aisle and saying, I'm not that guy, and uh, you, know, you shouldn't like that guy, so vote for me, right? They, they actually have to have a plan and a, and a purpose and a platform in a three-way waste with a libertarian because, and that's one thing that we tear them up on in debates, is we all, we have to come in with that um, because we have to sell people on um, us. And we can't just be uh, complaining about the two big parties and, and, and win that way. I mean, you know, we have to stand for something. And I think that's a good thing for Montanans to have that third choice in there, which basically makes the other two stand for something. Sid, you're, I know you're you're having a tough time with your voice here, so we're going to stop right here today. But, uh, man, uh, thank you for uh, doing all that you do, and uh, keep us surprised of uh, the progress you make as a libertarian and on the city council. Thank you very much, and I appreciate uh, the time that you give me every month. Glad to do it, man. Thanks.